East High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And Tyler. And Condra. Today is the day. Uh, We're so back, Condra. We have Andy here as a guest, the star of the Ship of Fools podcast, friend of the show, Andrew Latai. Welcome back to the pod. Oh, oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Come on in. Uh, Hi, happy to be here. Wait, so for this Wait, one, we're at your house? Yeah! <laughs> I think I think we're at your house or wherever it is that you're usually ostensibly recording this, but I got here first, and now you're oh. walking in. And, I, and I'm okay. a little embarrassed because I made myself at home. You know, I had, like, my feet up on the couch. I took some, some, some stuff out of the fridge. I don't know if it was for everyone or not. Wait, sorry. I had, I had some champagne in the cabinet. Did you? Yeah, Did you, you open had the champagne some champagne already? in the cabinet is the operative word. Okay. Oh, man. This is awkward. We were going to share some good news. You didn't eat that birthday cake that we had planned in there, too, right? I did. I thought it was odd because it's not my birthday, but I was like, well, if it's here, it's very it's very generous of them, even if they got the date wrong. Well, it was somebody important's birthday recently, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> So, Condra, we're talking about Minute 55 today. Indeed. Minute 55 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 55 starts out with Mr. Riley saying that they know where the keys are. And then ends with Chad singing, we could be, and then it cuts. So we get to guess of what comes next. We could be heroes just for one day. Yeah, they got hit with a plagiarism lawsuit after uh, High School Musical 3 came out. It was ugly. Well, I thought they had paid David Bowie to just use the song Heroes. You would Apparently think not. that, wouldn't you? We could be immortal. Before we dive into Minute 55, we need to ask you, Andy, do you have any memory of the first time you saw High School Musical 3? Or what's your relationship to the movie overall? Uh, Well, I vaguely remember the first time I saw it. Uh, I have seen it before. Not for a long time, though. It was when I was a child, shortly after it came out, as I believe I've talked about before. I have two sisters. We're both airing to High School Musical, and I'm not going to try to play it off. I enjoyed High School Musical as well. Rightfully so. My one, like, salient memory of watching High School Musical 3 for the first time was that, like, several days earlier... Because, you know, when it came out on Disney Channel, they were running constant promos. They were hyping it up so much. And they had some, like, little segment with Zach and Corbin where they were talking about The Boys Are Back, the song Mm -hmm. that we are here to discuss today. uh, Or at least discuss the opening notes of. (laughs) And I saw that. And then when we were watching the movie several days later, me and my family in the living room, I very, like, smugly was like, you know, I think there's going to be a song in this called The Boys Are Back. Like, that was, like, an impressive pull on my part. And then I was surprised <laughs> that the rest of my family didn't think I was so cool for knowing that when it happened. That's really cute. So you waited until it came onto the Disney Channel to see it. You did not see it in theaters? Correct. Yeah, I watched it at home. Okay. So that would have been, like, eight months later. Is that what we determined it was, Ty? It was in April of I the next year? I don't remember. I know it came out October 24th. But I don't remember when it aired on Disney Channel. I want to say it was like sometime in April. So, And so was this like the scene you remembered from the movie? Do you remember more of the movie? The scene I remember most distinctly, I think, is the one where Troy's understudy is on stage with Sharpay making a fool of himself 
Oh, we haven't gotten like, there yet. We we haven't gotten oh. there yet. All right, bleep everything I just said. <laughs> well, I think we're going to put Troy's understudy and then bleep. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, I will forgive you if you haven't been listening to this season, but that character has a name, and his name is Yort because he's he's reverse backwards Troy. Ah. I see. His his actual name is Jimmy the Rocket Man Zara, but we've just coined him Yort. All right, cool. See, and that's actually how they got embroiled in their second lawsuit with the Elton John estate. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the, the Rocket is it still Man. Still like... if they're still alive. Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on like if all of their songs are owned by some various entity. Yeah, I guess like, it depends on who owns. Like Michael Jackson owning the Rocket Beatles. Man, parentheses Elton's version. <laughs> we got that recently, didn't we? Isn't that the Dua Lipa version? <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never understood the existence of that song. Elton, even back in the day, loved doing duets with people. So he like was like, yeah, let me do some duets with some modern people. And naturally, all of the modern people are going to be like, yes, Elton, I will do a duet with you. But is that even a duet or is it just a sample? Or is it like, because... No, is, he performed no, it there. live when I saw it. He performed it live. Like he had Dua Lipa playing on the big screen and then he was singing his part. So I think he re-recorded it. Okay, that's wild to me. I was gonna ask Andy a question, but we we lost we lost so much track here. Oh oh I was Andy, I was gonna ask, can you do Alas Poor Yort for us? Alas, poor Yort. I knew him, Horatio, a fellow of infinite basketball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> To sing or not to sing, that is the question. Whether it is nobler on the court to suffer the <laughs> fouls and uh, jump balls. <laughs> travels? I think that would have... <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. To suffer the fouls and travels of an outrageous referee. Now, can you give us Can you give us the, the, the grave digger as if he was um, Sharpay? All right. <clears throat> Ah, what am I doing in a grave? My name is Sharpay <laughs> Evans. I live in Utah. Someone get me out of here. Ah! <laughs> All right, great. Perfect. All right. So let's start practicing now. Wait, what? Let's oh, you're, you're saying what Chad was saying. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So Mr. Riley leaves the children <laughs> in the junkyard. Yeah, he's like, oh, you, what you're looking for is probably over there. Go look. Have fun. <laughs> Say hey to your he co- says, hey, say hey to your dad for me. Or he say says hey to say coach. hey to coach. I like how hey is in quotation marks in the subtitles too. <laughs> and then Chad is all impressed, like he already has season tickets. Time to start practicing. As if what? When did they what? stop practicing? I don't. Also, any, anyway. they're not practicing with their new team. Kind of irrelevant to practice if you're not practicing under your new coach's guidelines and such. Other than just general skills i wanted to ask because i didn't rewatch the whole movie i did read a plot synopsis but they didn't cover this season tickets to what did the, the, does U the of high a... school sell t- season tickets no the college that <laughs> they're purportedly going to next year all right 
Yeah, the the University of Albuquerque, which yep. is not necessarily a real college at this point in time. It did Why? exist. What at happened one, to it? It did exist <laughs> at one point, but just not when this movie was coming out. Huh. So Troy says, "Take a breather, LeBron," which apparently is an evergreen reference because that was fifteen <laughs> years ago. Oh God. <laughs> and. They 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 start talking because what else is this movie about but Troy's, Troy's future? And he just wants his future to be his future. Yeah, he feels like his whole life's being laid out in front of him. And they say this while they're digging around in a scrap heap. And Chad is just staring at this ring of metal. <laughs> It is funny that it seems to me, and again, maybe this is just that, like, you know, my experiences are not universal, but the whole, like, two teen boys, like, working on cars in the junkyard feels so retro. Like, that feels like a movie from the 50s. Like, that's where you would set this scene. Like, that's, like, old school, like, Johnny Storm and, like, Archie and Jughead are always like, oh, I got to tool around on my jalopy. And the people making this movie were like, you know what? That's a classic. Let's put it in this one, too. Wait, isn't Johnny Storm the Fantastic Four guy? Yeah, and he's big into cars. That's that's a okay. large character trait for him. I, I only know Johnny Storm as, you know, the Chris Evans version. In he's a hot this, rodder. This is the stupid. Yeah, but he's more of a bike guy in that one. Hmm. Remember when Michael B. Jordan was? I, I mean, Johnny sort of. Storm? I didn't see that one. So I don't remember it that well. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. I was thinking of the outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also the 50s, too. So with Troy's little headband he has around his forehead, too. Like it just has it has vague like period piece vibes to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a timeless idea of like repairing a car by digging through a scrap heap. Whereas I feel like nowadays, cars are, it's harder to repair your own car. So true. That is, yeah. I feel like digging around in a pile of scrap metal for like a little tiny piece that they find. Yeah. (laughs) Feels a little silly. Like, I mean, they find it relatively quickly in the grand scheme of things. Mr. Riley goes, look over in that scrap heap. And after picking up one round hoop of metal that, Chad stares at for three seconds too long. <laughs> Troy digs around a little more. You see him moving more stuff, but it's still very quick for such a small item. And then Troy does Fushigi tricks with it. <laughs> yeah, they have, they, you know, this, and this is what's good about Zach Efron and um, Corbin Blues. They usually have good business that they're doing. You know, they're, prancing through this hackneyed conversation about their future, but the the things they're doing with their hands are well executed. Yeah, they know how to be on screen. Yeah. And then Chad makes the comment of you you become like five people when you do a show. (laughs) Which is a weird like what does he mean by five? Like his school self or like his classroom self his basketball self his singing self, his boyfriend self, and his his 
growing self? Like, are those five selves? That was six selves that, that you just said. Six selves? So it's actually only one more self than usual. Chad, <laughs> Troy is yeah. always a pretty multifaceted guy. Because, <laughs> like, when you see him, like, over the summer in High School Musical 2, he had his kind of multi-faced self, depending on the situation. Yeah, he had send normal. back cheeseburger self. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe Chad was just referring to the fall play in which Troy played five different characters. It was a real artistic triumph. Ooh. Yeah, he was in that one role where it's like you're never one character, but you're constantly rotating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, what what costume is this is the actor gonna dress up in this one? Like the little shop of horrors where the dentist plays also all the other, you know, side characters, and you're like, ah, that's fun. I like he did a silly voice for that one. Mm-hmm. They did Waiting for Godot, but Troy played every character. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept switching which hat he was wearing. Sharpay was ticked. <laughs> <laughs> she, she couldn't do anything. But yeah, the the you're like five people does seem exaggerated. Also, not, not really a not really a simile that you know rolls off the tongue or like makes a lot of sense. It's like an understandable concept as like you're a different person with this, but like the multiple, the multipleness of it. Like there's too many. Is Troy a method actor? God, I I mean, it seems like sort of since the play they're doing is about being seniors (laughs) in high school who aren't sure about their future. Like, how could you not be method for a show like that? Which, I know that's not really germane to our minute, but in reading the plot summary, I was reminded of that. That's so crazy that that's the show they're doing, that Mrs. Darbus is just like, you're going to play yourselves. We're just going to do a show about you guys. <laughs> That'll be interesting. That'll draw crowds. That'll impress the Juilliard scouts, talent scouts. I was going to say, Troy's, Troy says, my character would actually crawl over the, the seats in the auditorium. That's what I think my character would do, so that's what I'm going to do. What if, okay, this is this would be so wild. What if at the end of High School Musical 3, like it all ends, they do the freeze frame, and then suddenly we hear an audience clapping, and the camera zooms out and reveals everything we just watched was actually the spring musicale. Wow. Orson Welles would be proud of that one. Don't spoil it, Andy. We talked about this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Tyler, have you watched this already, the whole thing? No, no, I haven't, so kind of the premise of the show. Thanks for remembering. Um, Well, I remembered it was like that for the first one. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you got ahead of yourself. Maybe you got too eager. (laughs) So, Andy, you're an actor. I like to Have you you ever been accused of, like, being multiple people when you were, like, deep in a role? Not really. Like, not in the literal way, like, interpersonally, the chat is saying. That's, uh... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, can't say I've experienced it. Keep a pretty good work-life balance. When you were Romeo, your friends weren't accusing you of being too mopey and romantic? Mm, I don't think so. Unless <laughs> unless they were all just too afraid to say it. Because you know how Romeo reacts to bad news. You bite your thumb at them? He kills himself. First he kills another person. Well, yeah, but that's not in response to bad... Oh, I guess, no, that actually is in response to bad news. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There'd be some bloodshed. Spoilers for Romeo and Juliet. Oh, sorry, Tyler, you haven't watched that one all the way through yet either. (laughs) Actually, I didn't... 
I didn't read or see Romeo and Juliet until the last couple of years. Wow. But, you know, I saw West Side Story, so. <laughs> Do you bite your um, at me, sir? It's just my favorite line of anything ever, basically. What? Which was it? I just like, do you bite your thumb at me, sir? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what you were referencing earlier. Yes. But Troy turns it back on Chad. <laughs> and he's like, when we were younger, we used to be like 10 people. Spies, superheroes, rock stars. And that's how you do exposition, baby. <laughs> that's how you set a scene. That's how you establish some new major backstory details halfway through the third movie of your trilogy. It's the rule of three. You know, you got the three most impre- impressive things you can be. Spies, superheroes, rock stars. Uh, I can't think of anything else that would be better than those. I feel like athletes would be a little bit superfluous for them. Pro wrestler. <laughs> wrestling wrestlers would wrestlers would have been a good one yeah well troy also says when we came here as kids which i don't know maybe don't let kids like run around and play in a junkyard that seems dangerous but like if mr bolton is like going to visit mr riley and is like hey troy and chad come on in the truck let's go see my friend and like coach and mr riley like pop a few beers and they just sit and chat and they're like go play tyler we grew up in the back the back like areas of retail stores <laughs> so we're not much better i feel just, like there's just... not as many rusty sharp objects in a retail <laughs> store though um not the stores we grew up in Condra, <laughs> uh, Condra, i'm just i'm my brain is stunned imagining Michael Bolton and Mr. Riley just, oh, they're just chilling the out in a junkyard, popping some brewskis. <laughs> what like, were they doing? Talking about oh. basketball. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe I get. I think that absolutely happened. <laughs> they were basketball did, did, bros. Did Mrs. Bolton know about these get-togethers, though? That's what I want to know. Probably not. Mrs. Bolton is too busy being a retail estate mogul and a lawyer and... Mr. Bolton comes home one night with some machine oil on his collar and she's like, oh, where, where did you were get that? you? <laughs> Thank you for, for continuing that bit. Uh, so while they're talking about this being superheroes and spies and rock stars, they've now opened the, the hood of Troy's truck and we see that Troy really did like duct tape a piece of cloth in to sort of block off this radiator hole and then not just any cloth (laughs) well there's actually two cloths going on here so (laughs) there's a t-shirt that's just sort of like tucked in the side of the hood and then there's also just a red cloth that he has pushed into the hole the t-shirt is separate though we'll get into that t-shirt in the next minute Okay, but Chad tells him that was when we were eight, so it doesn't count (laughs) anymore. It's not exactly what he says, but basically. So a question for you guys. What what did you like to pretend to be when you were um, six to eight years old? What was your, like, play thing? Well, you know, spies, superheroes, rock stars, the the (laughs) classics, the hits. Well, I feel like I feel like we can be a little bit more brand specific. So I liked to be, you know, a Jedi or a Pokemon trainer. 
true. I feel like I did a lot of I did a lot of X Men. I would pretend to be a superhero a lot, <laughs> and it was usually X Men centric. <laughs> that's, One time that's I, fire. I got I got my little sister to play X Men with me, and I called it. I got to be Nightcrawler. And the way that I wanted teleporting represented was whenever I said so, she had to just sort of freeze in place while I ran to wherever the place I was, quote unquote, teleporting to was. And then I'd be like, OK, I'm here now. And we would resume. That's super cute. Very on brand that you want to be the Alan Cumming character. Listen, Nightcrawler is great. He's a top three X-Men. <laughs> what is uh, Bamf? That's his thing. He Bamfs. Precisely. <laughs> That's the uh, sound effect in the comic for when he teleports Condra. Okay, I was like, like the acronym? Bamf? And I was just or... like, <laughs> Okay, okay, all right, but that makes more is, sense. he also is a BAMF. Yeah, well, that was why I was like, just on brands all, all around. Condra, what about you? Um, I remember, like, being a teacher a lot. And I remember, like... We had a play kitchen. I remember I... you and me doing that, like that sort of thing. Yeah. So. And I did that with my other friends. Wow. Feels like yeah, I had you some weren't stereoty- special, Tyler. I well, no, I just feel like I had some gendered stereotypes really forced <laughs> down my throat there, and I, I was just say of, that... I'm having a realization moment, and I don't like it. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the patriarchy really got us here. <laughs> and I was like, well, and then I'm like, well, what did I do with, like, my Polly Pockets and stuff? And I was like, they, like, went to the mall and just changed their clothes a lot. So, again, the patriarchy strikes. You had your you had your Padme Amidala paper dolls. In which I just changed their clothes. <laughs> I didn't have an Anakin doll. <laughs> We play with the Star Wars figures with me, though. Yeah, and like we had Harry Potter figurines and stuff too, but not none of that was like imaginary acting. Yeah, in the age where I was like doing imaginative play, you had sort of aged out of it. And then at the age when I was participating with you, we were doing like the teacher in the restaurant type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, patriarchy sucks. <laughs> I recently wrote a uh, a holiday card to a friend of mine who recently got married and I um I said to Mr. and Mrs. her husband's name. Gross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tyler. And I I I did it and I texted her a picture of the envelope to be like you got got on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and she said I think it's kind of cute. So it was all in good fun. Sure. But Chad's a better superhero than Troy. Yeah, he gets very competitive very quickly. Which, I don't know. Like, And this is the sort of thing where it's like, if Chad was always claiming Wolverine, that it's like, yeah, you were a better superhero. Well, <laughs> apparently that cape that was in the treehouse was Chad's cape. Oh, this so is true. So was he Superman? Because it was yeah. a red cape. Hmm. Chad I mean, yeah, Superman. If, you, if you're Superman, it's hard It's hard to get beat. Yeah, Superman really is a Chad if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, sure. <laughs> um, no, he's a Clark, Tyler. Oh, yeah, he's a Clark. You're right. 
He doesn't look like a clerk. That means that the disguise is working. <laughs> so then all of a sudden. <laughs> Surprise, Tyler. There's a song, song happening. Yeah. Do you want me to intro it? Or do you want me I to feel like we can save minute? it for the next minute when we get like the title going. Okay. But yeah. I don't, Take what is it the back line? to the place where you know it all began. Did Chad and Troy meet at the junkyard? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Bolton was like, "Don't, don't play with that that greasy, grimy little boy." And then they became friends from from opposite sides of the of the tracks. It was a regular Romeo and Juliet, but about eight year old friends. <laughs> but they said they met in pre K. True, true. There, yeah, there the were junkyard some... was their pre-K. <laughs> <laughs> the school of hard knocks. But it really it really jumps right into the song like pretty suddenly. Yeah. And it's like and hard. Let it let it be said that like not two minutes have gone by since we ended the last song. Really? Wow, really? <laughs> yes. Dang. Right? Because the 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 big Kelsey duet ended and then everyone was like, Ooh, you did such a good job. I, I hate to be the person who follows that. I think that's you, Mr. Choreographer. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Ryan yeah, walks yeah. over and talks to Sharpay and says, you know, you're not Gabriella. And she says, don't count on it. That was literally the last episode <laughs> that we recorded was the don't count on it episode. <laughs> so, but the song actually ended in 53. Yeah, but we are within two minutes here, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, but this song's a bop. It's got a roaring guitar. We're ready to go. Is it, though? See, now, now's my chance to finally get outvoted by two other people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is it song- good or not? Yeah, sure, I'll vote against you. What's the question? I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's a good song. It's a little silly at points, but overall, thumbs up. I've taken some flack for being overall negative this season. So, well, wow. it seems like we should just can it until minute 56. Yeah, we have to, but what what could they be? Oh, take back to the place where you know it all began. We could be. We could be And did you have a you have a guess we're supposed to sort of improv something here? I mean, yeah, but you could play into it. Oh, I thought you were asking Tyler. I've already, I've already seen it. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> they could be spies, superheroes. I like thinking dare that's I the line on the beat. <laughs> <laughs> dare I say even rock stars? <laughs> <laughs> Chad actually just the reason they came here is because Chad really wanted to do some more pretend play again. Yeah, I'm. Uh, oh, we could be immortals. There we go. I said that already. I just, <laughs> I just googled we could be, and I wanted to see what the autocomplete. I was. said that at the beginning. Oh. When you well, said we could be heroes, I said we could be immortals. Yeah, I, I I tune out all Fallout Boy references unless I make them. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That explains my seven well, unanswered texts. Well, until next texts. time, Andy, do you want to plug your podcast or anything else? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, my podcast recently wrapped, actually, so it's now a, a complete package Ooh. that you can go listen to from start to finish. It's called Ship of Fools. It's available wherever podcasts are available. Uh, and it's a D&D actual play show with myself and some of my funniest friends. Not Tyler. Uh, playing through a Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> right, I said funniest. <laughs> Lord. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, such as it is. Uh, I'm at A.A. Latai. Uh, and I'm also at A.A. Latai on Blue Sky, though I haven't actually used it yet, but I recently made an account. I will say that Ship of Fools is, for for my money, genuinely a great actual play D&D podcast. Like, I have listened to a couple of the really famous ones, and Ship of Fools, you know, holds up against, you know, the famous semi-celebrity comedians who who do this for a living. So that's what I will say about that. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry, Thank Andy. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you after this. <laughs> um, I forgive you, Kondra, because there's always time to start. Indeed. Well, until next time, you can find us on Instagram at Amateur Nerds. Or on Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what your favorite episode of Ship of Fools was. I like the episode when you guys are under, like, in the, like, underwater caves with, like, the Kuatoa. Ooh, yeah. It's good. Just good, like, early, like, dungeon crawling vibes. Just really set the tone. Right. It's before, yeah, it's before, like, the huge stories really popped off. It's just like, yeah, yeah we're just, having an adventure. Yeah, it was like the, when it settled into the groove, you know, like a classic season two sitcom. Like, okay, this is where the <laughs> characters really figure themselves out. Yeah. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom we can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler. And I've been Andy. And you guys weren't saving that that ice cream for anything, right? We'll see you next time to find out if the boys are returned. You can bet on it. Coward not saying back. Alas, poor Yort, I knew him, Horatio. A man of infinite basketball. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank oh, you. Bravo. Like, might be a fellow with infinite jest. I don't want to make a fool of myself. Well, that was all I wanted. We can end the episode. No. We have a lot to talk about here. Oh, I was right. I did make a fool of myself. Hold on. <clears throat> Alas, poor Yort, I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jest. All right, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, what, what was wrong with infinite basketball? I, I said man before. Oh, all right, third time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just leave all of this too, or will it hurt your pride if I don't just do the one clean cut? It'll hurt it a little bit. <laughs> Alas, poor Yort. I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite basketball. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Beautiful Boom. take. Got it in one. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>